Hello, and welcome to Only Human. Join us as we discuss topics of relationship, family, friends, and society in today's racially charged America, as seen through the lenses of a married interracial couple. That would be us. That would be us. <laughs> Hi, Pam. Hi, husband. It's been a while since we've sat down to do one of these. Yes, it has. It's uh, already December. Gosh. Uh, and the last time we did one of these was the night before the big election. I, I I think that's why. Yeah, it's taken us about a month just to, I don't know, kind of figure Re out. Recalibrate. Right, right. You know, just kind of figure out where we're going with things. Because, yeah, it was an interesting time. It was. It was hard. It was rough. Yeah. I mean, well, you know. Well, what we ended up with was, you know, we didn't think we were going to know the night of the election. You hardly ever do. But, man, it, it's been over a month and we're still... You know, uh, you know, President Trump is still holding rallies in Georgia, mm -hmm. trying to get the the election board to overturn uh, the the election results in 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 lieu of what the voters want. He's, you know, it's 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 really strange how he just won't let go. But you know, yeah, it's really strange, and I just think. I think it's the negativity that's around things that's so draining. Right. And it's like, dude, you lost. There's no shame in losing. I know that he's put a lot of shame on it as it pertains to him. But the greatest things have come out of failures. That's how you learn. But for him, it's like, well, what is he going to do now? Right. Like, if he doesn't have this, which which was what, what I had asked, and you eloquently said... But Pam, he's a character, whether we like it or not, that's larger than life. He is going to have some sort of career in media. And remember what I was like? I was like, but really, no. Come on, really? And what's happening? Well, with 74 million votes or something, depending on who you listen to, he has a lot of people that follow him. So it's going to be, you know, he was at a, a reality TV star before it started, mm. before he became president. He's going to be able to fall right back into that role again. I think you'll see him be a, either in a reality show again, or he's going to have his own talk show. He's going to be one of those talking heads on, you know, one of the networks that. And I think that's what for me is so hard to, to absorb the fact that he has such a vast following because I think that night when, as you rightly said, like we kind of knew that they wouldn't call the election on election night, but still I'm a very hopeful person, as you know, and I have always a po positive outlook on things. But that night I was really nervous. I was really saddened because I couldn't believe that, this guy could be doing so well. That means then people resonate with his message. And to me, his message screams racism, bigotry, dishonesty, divide, division, all the Ds you can think of, dysfunction. And it's like, how is he still able to connect with people? Because he obviously can, you know? And that's what he's been, he's been smart at doing, connecting. Right. I think that was what my sorrow was for, like humanity. So I was like, where are we now? Are we this divided? That was my sadness. Well, in our last show, we talked about where 
as a, a black woman living in America, you were really questioning how can other minorities be in such support of him because of what has been perceived by many to be very racist, very mm-hmm. anti, um, you know, immigrant, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Islamophobic. He's been really big on the Homoph- whole, homophobic. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, he's been, you know, but, you know, so we questioned that. We mm-hmm. brought that question to, to Stanson. We were like, you know, why is it? And we looked at some different things that we had seen. And, and you know, after the election was over, you could still see he had as much support from the minority community in this election as he had in 2016. Yeah. And, and Didn't he pick up more? Or well, I, do I have that wrong? More or less, I think I had pulled up uh, some uh, figures that, that uh, the BBC had put together. And it looked like with with black men, he gained like six percent, and and from twenty sixteen, mm. uh, he'd even gained with black women uh, some five percent, uh, Hispanic men by four, and Hispanic women by five. So, you know, we had talked a little bit about how you know. A, uh, a lot of the Hispanic community look at him because of his economic stance mm. and his national stance. And, you know, people. That's who, the one that I could see the I'm an American. Right. That, that the identity sure. of being an American. Sure. I think that I could. And, you know, I think in the black community, one of the reasons that he was so popular, not, not that he was hugely popular, because yeah. when you look at the numbers, he, he ran. Like with with the the vote, it was for black men. Seventy nine percent voted Democrat. Ninety mm. percent of black women voted Democrat. Mm. There were still uh, Hispanic women, sixty nine percent. Hispanic men, fifty nine. In the African American community, or that's quite a lot, you sure, know, Democrat. Is. I mean, it is. Both sides and had a major turnout, which know, was great. Obviously, the, um, the African American community democracy. has usually been heavy mm. democrat and it was a huge uh turnout it was there were more people that voted in this election mm. i think that ever, ever voted mm-hmm. and so you could see that both candidates did really well as far as the total number of, of, of uh, votes just because there were so many people that got out there i know mm. when i went to vote it was six o'clock in the morning i got there at six fifteen. the polls had opened for 15 minutes and i waited an hour to get in with selfie queen yeah, with Selfie Queen, the woman that kept taking pictures of herself and, self, and kept getting me because I was behind her. <laughs> I'd have you know, in to line. see that picture. Yeah, I kept trying to stand from off. one side to the other because I was like, damn, I don't want to be in all your pictures, woman. you got to quit doing it. You know, she'd do her little poses, and I was just like, oh, jeez. And you guys, if, if you don't know my husband, some of you listen obviously will, but for the majority of our new audience, you don't know him, you haven't seen him. He's like your rugged guy your typical burly guy so it's funny when he told me this i could just to see his face you could just i could only imagine i can only imagine since i had a mask on. now he's got this mask this beard yeah Bless well him. and you couldn't see my beard and because right, you were on. good you had your but mask on. all you could see were my eyes and my head i'm sure so Glare, i'm sure glaring, all I'm of sure. her her pictures that you could see my face you could just see it in my eyes like oh god would you stop this stuff please oh, but gosh. so okay, yes yeah, so, right. so the turnout was amazing it really was and and i have to say that that you know as an american citizen i was really pleased to see that so many people were so 
enthralled and so moved to get out. Passionate. You know, Alex yeah. has 28, never oh voted. And he felt like his, his quote was, well, thanks a lot, America. See what you've done. You've made a, someone who's never been interested in this finally have to get out and do it. I couldn't stop laughing when I, when I, I was like, that's typical. You got to know Alex. Like he's our son for people who don't know. You, he, that's him. He's very like dry sense of humor. And it's, it was very appropriate. But the thing is, like I said, positive and everything. I think that was part of the positivity that Trump has brought as much as I don't want to say it. There's a lot of people who have gotten involved in politics who probably would never have done before. I mean, even Alex said it. Right. He felt, though, it was that important to voice his opinion right. in democracy because he couldn't stand to see any more what was happening. Right. Well, the thing is, is with the Trump administration, you either loved him or you hated him. Mm. I mean, it was there, there really was no middle ground mm. with it because he was a very polarizing person. He, he, no, he is, is a very polarizing person. And I think that's some of the articles that I've read about some of the, the minorities that did support him and how he had such a strong support still, even after the, the things that happened with all of the race relations this past summer, the, all of the, the uh, comments about all of the demonstrators being rioters, that they you know, mm-hmm. needed to take a strong arm against you know, these thugs and put them away and all His this stuff. His law and order stunts. Right. And, and even with all of that, still the fact that he's, he's such a strong character, he, you know, his comments about don't ever give up and, you know, That's buck authority and all that stuff. Mm. And there's a lot of young people who that really resonates with that are black or white or Hispanic. They like that strong, hey, I'm not taking any shit off anybody <coughs> personality. And it, that that does communicate to them. It resonates with them. But my question is, you and I have personalities like that. Right. We're both assertive and strong-willed individuals. Right. We haven't fallen under that spell, so to speak. Right. You know, but I do understand what you're saying. These are traits that people have connected with him on. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that the things that I've read about, that's that's really what it talks about. That There seems to be an underlying thing, whether a person is white or black or Hispanic uh, or any minority, for that matter. The people that support him, support him because of that strong stance, you know, mm-hmm. that, hey, you know, I'm all about, I'm all American. I'm all about America, putting America first and don't put up with any crap off anybody and, you know, Drawing the line in the sand and being absolutely refusing to to allow anyone to step over it, and that really resonates with people. So I, I think that in one way it's kind of odd because it's like it's one way that we can see that there, we are more similar than we are different because. People saw that. It resonated with them. I want to be strong. I'm a strong person. I don't want to put up with that. I want to be rich. I want to be rich. Mm. You know, here's who I'm going to stand for. There was somebody that, that in that, from that past show that, you know, he's a a guy that I've known for, for many years. He's a, he's an African American. He's ex-military. He is a evangelical Christian. He's very conservative in his point of view. And he had texted us uh, after that last episode and said, you know, because I really tried to look at this open-minded, but I, I have to tell you, I disagree with some of this stuff. And and I am a 
supporter of Trump. And, and I asked him, I said, well, why is that? And he sent me a response. And basically, it was because he's strong on the military, being that he was ex-military mm-hmm. and that Trump's strong on the military. That appealed to him. He appealed to how President Trump, uh, you know, stands for a lot of the things that the Republican Party does, the anti-abortion, the strong military, the strong uh, borders, the strong, uh, you know, uh, economy and all those things. And the fact that he said that he felt like that, that President Trump had done more to bring people home from the sand than listening to eight years of the previous administration saying they were going to do it. And then still those soldiers were over there. So he had a real strong tie with the military because he still has friends and colleagues that are there doing this. He wants to see his brothers and sisters come home okay, and be so, safe. So to me then that uh, out of, and I, I think everyone's opinion's valid, obviously, because it's their opinion. Sure. And it's important to them. And, but, from what I hear you saying, the only point of that that I understand is, well, when I say understand, can maybe understand about wanting to bring his brothers and sisters home. Right. Okay, I can get that that portion of it. But obviously, it's it's more difficult than just removing people out because of it will destabilize areas. Right. So that's why they don't do it. But the other stuff that was his reasoning, right. I'm kind of find that a bit difficult to understand because it was put out there that he thought that military um, people who serve in the military are losers. He came out and said it. That was known. So I guess what was his, what do you know what his opinion would have been on that? Like, I mean, did he, did he he believe that or no? But I think probably, you know, I, I think that, and I can't speak for him, mm. but I can just say that, you know, if you are in uh, in favor of someone, you have a tendency to overlook certain, certain things. things. And maybe that's, maybe that, you know, and I don't know, like I said, I'm not going to try to put words in this guy's mouth, mm. but that to me just kind of seems like that maybe that's the reason why. And it may be something totally different. And maybe he looked at it and was just like, well, you know, yeah, I don't agree with that, but all these other things I do. So he's still my guy. You know, uh, so, you know, regardless of whatever area you stand on this, it was interesting to see that Mm. it did provoke people like Alex, like millions of other people who've never registered to vote to get out and vote their conscience this time, regardless of what side that they were on. So it was that's why I just find it real interesting. And I think that it's from our point of view, uh, as being interracial and, you know, um, we can see things, you see things differently than I do in certain areas because of the fact that you are black and you grew up black. You know, you may have grew up black in England for the most part, but you've been here for 20 years and you've been a part of the society. And yeah. me, I've lived my whole life as a white man. I, it's never changed and it never will. I can't. I, that's who I am. So, but, you know, but I have to be honest and say, for me, obviously, I'm more aware of my color here than I ever was in England. And that's because of the way the society here, especially in the last four years, as you know, I've experienced more racism in the sure. last four years than I have in the whole 20 years that I've been here. Sure. And there's no denying that for me. Right. I've had people, older, older white males blatantly push me, push me 
and then turn around and smirk with this smirk. And it's like, well, what are you doing? Right. And, and we've noticed it. And we alluded to this on our first episode uh, about how when we're in public together, you know, we go to the, every Saturday morning, we get up, we go to the grocery store. And then, you know, if we go to Target or wherever else we may go, there are times that we will notice that people give us a second look. Which is you their know. problem, not yeah, ours. Exactly, but. because we don't care. Right. And as long as they keep their mouth shut and, <laughs> you know, because we've had that situation, you know, before also where people have said stuff or, uh, you, you know, and, and you know, right. it's just you have to, it, it's it's hard to do, but sometimes you just have to, oh, well, you know, whatever. And well, the time up. that I was talking about, Bruce wasn't there, which I'm glad he wasn't because had he been there, I think that guy probably wouldn't have been the best for him. But, you know, I, I was very glad that that guy reached out to you because, I mean, that's what we wanted. I, we genuinely wanted to hear someone else's opinion on this and right. why, because, like, it was confusing for me. It, it's My mind is very decisive. Right. So it's like I, I was trying to understand from another perspective why, because for me as a black woman, I mean – even not even even if I wasn't black, just being a woman, that he Trump wouldn't be somebody I would support because it's very obvious that he he thinks very little of women, right. and when he does praise women or anyone else for that matter, it's because there's something he wants. There's an ulterior motive, which is the adulation, which is the votes. Right. Why else is he going to be nice to quote to people? Right. Well, you, you know. know- you are in the majority of the way that you feel with uh, the black women voters because yeah. 90% of black women voters, according to this poll, voted Democrat. Could see the bloody... You know? So, but here's another thing. And I just, you know, I, I want to just put this out there because I think that it's important to know. We've talked about this. Why so many people who had voted Democrat before had gone the other way. Mm. And I think a lot of it is because... They keep hearing stories and promises from politicians. Hey, vote for me. I'm going to help you. I'm going to yeah. help you. I'm going to help you. The black community really hasn't seen. Yeah, that's true. Like they're seeing high paying jobs. They've said it this time around. You better deliver. Yeah. Because if you don't deliver this exactly. time around, which I mean, I, I well, can I agree with it. that. And I'm I sure we talked about it before. It's like, man, I would not want to be Joe <laughs> Biden and Kamala Harris because they're the right people they have for such a time as they have a hell of a road ahead of them Mm. because if they don't deliver but you know it's going to take it's going to take teamwork sure and it's going to take congress coming together it's going to take a bipartisan congress which is really difficult to get right and to me the other part of that that's so hard for me to wrap my head around you know me I'm all about goals I'm goal orientated that's the way I've always been And I believe that everybody, whether they realize it or not, when they come to a situation, whether they're conscious of it or not, as I say, they have a goal in mind. There's a common, there's a goal. But the thing is to make it a common goal, I think, for there to be results. So but my question is to the politicians out there, I know that there's some genuinely wanting to do their job, but it seems like there's some who don't want to bridge that gap, then what is what is their common goal? What is their, is their goal, obviously, their own interests and the interests of their special groups? Because if you are thinking of, I've come in to serve, I want to help people, you will be in Congress trying to bash some stuff out right. to help people who bloody well need it. 
In it. Well, I think there's too many people, and there's been shows on this, and, and I told you about the one I watched, 2020. It was 15, 20 years ago that talked mm-hmm. about, you know, all the members of Congress that were being sent to some, you know, high <laughs> elite, you know, uh, Caribbean Vacation, island right? that some special interest group, I think it was the pharmaceutical companies, were paying for at that time, and all the members of Congress were on their dime. You know, getting flown down there first class and this, you know, this resort and getting Sickening. all this stuff, you know. So, yeah, it, it, I think a lot of guys and, and women that get Quid pro quo, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I think a lot of them, they maybe have the right idea or maybe have good intentions yeah. when they get there. But then the money and the power and the Corrupts. gifts and the prestige, mm. it's too much for them. And they're just, they're only human. To you know, borrow the catchphrase of the of the podcast, they're only human, and that stuff is easy to it's manipulate easy to, people. It's easy to to flash the money in front of people and 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 power, right? And it's you. It's easy to turn away from your your what you stand for. Then, well, real quick, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to divert you. I wanted to go back to what you said because you talked about the people that were lost and left behind, right? Like the people that were lost and felt unheard, unseen, um, that Trump was able to pick up. And before you answer that, kudos to the ones who obviously there's people who over this past four years were able to see and be like, no, I'm not going in that direction. But that's so that's wonderful. But let's touch on the ones who, you know, who who were left behind, which is understandable. So because people want to be seen, heard and understood. Right. Right. And Trump, to his credit, was able to really connect with some of these people. Right. Do you think that Trumpism will ever go away? I, you know, that's a new term, mm. Trumpism. You know, I, once he's gone and he's out of the picture, I think that there's always going to be, unfortunately, that divide that's there. I think that you're always going to have people who feel disenfranchised, people who feel like they're left behind. Just like with the Democratic vote, the black community hearing over and over again, mm-hmm. vote for us. We're going to make life better for you. We're going to get you better benefits. We're going to get you better jobs. And it doesn't happen year after year after election mm-hmm. after election. People that, that Trump was able to to pull together to disenfranchise the people that he pulled together for himself that changed the face of the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. These were people Real who felt thing. like yeah, they're being left behind because they yeah. were a lot of blue-collar workers, a lot of blue-collar workers that watched their jobs go away. Mm. He came and said, hey, look, the Democratic Party, they kept telling you they're going to bring your jobs back. They haven't. Vote mm. for me. I'm going to put you back to work. In essence, people, most people want to work. They want to mm. have that sense of... of responsibility, a sense of a place that they belong, that they can take care of themselves, take care of their family. They don't want to be living off of somebody else's dime. Mm. Most people want, they need it to feel like that they're a real person. I I need to take care of my family. Like it was like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I really do feel that there's real element of truth to that. Like, like even the base, the bare minimum, if people had that security and that safety, which comes with, having um, a job so right. that you can have a roof over your head, you can have food, you can have a, a place to sleep. I think if people had that, there would be less angst 
and trouble in the world. Sure. You know? And until that happens, you're always going to have the people who feel disenfranchised, people who feel like they've been left behind, people who feel like people don't care. And that's where he came in. Yeah. And he talked to the people, whether they were black, white, Hispanic, whatever, they 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 heard that message and were like, you know what? That's me. That's me. I, I, I want that. I want to be able to work. I want to be able to take care of my family. And he's telling me, if I vote for him, he's going to bring me in. And he did bring you know jobs around. Now, were they good-paying jobs? I don't know. But that's the thing. I don't think he did all the things that he said. $15 an hour isn't a good-paying job. He didn't. You he, know? he, I mean, and I guess we could check it or whatever, but that's a consensus for me. I don't think he did nearly half the things that he said. Well, you know what? I take that back because there were some things that he said which were in line with basically undoing all the work of the previous administration that he said about doing. Trade deals and And things of that that nature. So, I mean, he considered that they were bad trade deals. And to to his credit, they were. Were they? You know, yeah. I mean, there's too much. I think that that's one of the things. a lot of things, though, what he's done. Well, but but I think what, what his message was and has always been is, look, we're going to make sure that whatever trade deals are out there are going to be good for America. We're going to not have these huge trade deficits with these different countries, especially with China, and and because that's where it is these days. The problem with that, though, which I think you're right, you're right, but the problem with that as well is that a lot of farmers were having a lot of difficulty and struggling because of this trade. Because we only get surface stuff. Right. of the trade deal or trade war and what's happening, right? But the real people who are being affected are the ones who really feel it. And a lot of that came out as a lot of farmers who lost businesses because of these tariffs and stuff. Right. You know, it was really affecting them. Right. So, I mean, so what it does, it, it, again... Americans, right? And it, that was his whole thing. It creates more people who feel like they've been left behind. I think that until we can have a, a true economy where all the people are taken care of, mm. regardless of your race or your economic status, where we don't have people that are going hungry and we don't have all these situations where people are desperate, it's never going to change because you're, you're always going to have one party that's promising something for this group and one party that's promising something for this group. And the people that are in the middle are the ones that always get left behind. I think if the politicians can really unite on a common goal, because to me, if you're in a job of service, you're either in products or service, right? And if your service, which that's what a politician is, your service for the service and people, helping the people, that's what the goal should bloody well be to get over there and help put in certain laws that help the people. And that's what I think is very frustrating because it's like there are a bunch of kids. You've got some kids wanting to help and some kids not wanting to help. They, they're, And so if you're in it for yourself, what are you doing there? I think we need to start holding people like that accountable and right. calling them out. Praise the ones who are there trying to do their job and call out the ones who are obviously being divisive. They want to divide. They're not there to for the good of the people. Right. They're there for themselves. That's where the career politicians and the people who have been there for so long that do so little, that's where 
our votes really count. Mm. That's where you go to the elections on the day that that senator or that representative is coming up and you look at it and go, look, this dude's been doing this or this woman's been doing this for all these years and they haven't changed anything. It's time. If they, yeah, if they haven't changed it. anything. It's yeah. time for a new face. It's time for new blood. That's what he's having. So that's why I'm announcing my candidacy for president in 2024. Oh, gosh. We're going to be a people party and we're going to take care of all this. Oh, so be stand by because we're going to rock the world. And I, I'm going to pull Michelle Obama that hair and be like, please don't do this. <laughs> but if you do, I'll support you. Yeah. So oh, that's gosh. it. So if we can, so we start the campaigning now. Start <laughs> sending, sending all your money so I can get my election going. Bloody hell! Yeah. Uh, anyway, so that's you know. That's so so, that's, so yeah. So, so you don't think it's going to go away then? I, I don't, don't know if you are going to go away. And yeah. until and if the government is ever actually truly of the people and for the people and by the people, it'll never change. That's what I think too. Like I, I really, but you know what? I really feel, have this hope in my heart that, you know, Biden and Kamala Harris are coming in. And I think that when people start seeing changes working for them, I think that's going to have an effect too. But yeah, he's always going to have a core group of supporters, but in time, I really do feel that that will diminish. Um, hopefully we can come together mm. as one country and put aside our differences and try to pull together and fix all the things that need to be fixed in this country. And, you know, that people won't go to bed hungry at night. Yeah, because in America, I mean, like we, you said, our local church down there, you said round the block yeah, you saw uh, people lining people up. For the food pantry. In America, yeah. I am just, the, this is what's blowing the my mind. richest country in the world, the most powerful country in the world, mm. and we have people who aren't having enough food to eat. That's, there's no reason for it. There's absolutely no reason for we it. We can feed every man, woman, and child in this country with this, with what we have. And that's what needs to be done. That's, Put all that's the other stuff beside and take care of the people first. You take care of the people, they're going to take care of you. Yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Our differences make us who we are. Sure. So embrace that because we learn from each other through our differences and everyone's got their opinion and that's okay don't lynch someone else just because they've got because that's my thing now someone says something to me i goes but you know what it's my bloody opinion right yeah I, i'm not telling you that you have to believe what i'm saying just giving my opinion in the same way i'm respecting your opinion too right. well we all have different opinions we all have different faiths we all have different religions whether you have one or you don't have one we all Look different, act different, talk different. But one thing is for sure, when you open us up, we all bleed, bleed red. And, mm -hmm. and we all need food. We all need shelter. We all need water. We all need somebody to love us. So that's what we need to do. All right. Hey, real quick. Mm -hmm. I know we're running loose on time. Last time we were talking about your new venture that you've got going with your coaching. Yes. Your website is up and running now. Yes. My website's up and running as a go-getter coach. That's seven hearts. So that's the number seven hearts centered wellness.com. Hearts as in H E A R T S. Yes. Correct. Okay. And so, so seven, the number seven hearts, H E A R T S.com. Yeah, set heart seven hearts centered wellness.com okay sorry i forgot part of it it's either. all right well, well in our notes we'll we'll put it in in our notes as we write so, write it down we'll put the website in there check out the new website check out what pan's got going 
yeah, so as I say, go get a coach. So if there's anything that you've always wanted to achieve and it basically means what, what it says, as my husband would tell you, I've never failed anything I've put my mind to and I'm committed to helping other women as well um, achieve the dreams and the goals that they've always wanted to do. The big thing we unpack is, you know, everybody has a block at times in their life and it's like that block is what's stopping us from achieving our goals. So we work through that, we activate a plan um, and I've got awesome coaching software that helps keep you accountable that you can use. We've got reminders, we've got worksheets, and we've got um, to-dos and metrics. So just head on there. And yeah, I'm excited. And, and you also have, uh, I don't know, what the per, uh, video blog on YouTube? Yes, YouTube. And it's Seven, seven Heart-Centered Wellness on there as well. On YouTube. Yes. So you can, she, she's been, you've been making videos. Yes, I have. And you have a couple of them up now. I have a couple of self-help and self-care tips right. and just generally offering experience and advice right. on and just some feel good stuff right well yeah feel yeah. good stuff and being able to keep positive in negative situations which we could all need that right now use that right I now i don't know what you're talking about but <laughs> uh yeah so you're you're busy you got a lot of things going yes it's the holiday season christmas is right around the corner a couple three weeks and uh, we're still dealing with all this covid stuff going on so everybody yeah. be careful out there please wear a mask Act like you love somebody, you know, yes. don't, I, I don't care if you don't want to wear it for yourself, but I wear one, Pam wears one, yes. Mikey wears one, yes. a lot of people we know wear it and we're wearing it for you. Exactly. So put on a mask, show somebody that you care. Exactly. And exactly. if, uh, I guess that's it for now. If yeah. you want to try to contact us, you can, uh, contact me at Bruce underscore or Bruce a underscore Williams at, or, uh, at Bruce underscore A Williams at yeah at, at yeah, I got it. wait let me and, let no, me say it again yeah, okay, okay wait it's at Bruce underscore A Williams yeah that's it okay and that's with Twitter or with Instagram, Instagram. yeah and, and for me you are at at Pamela Seven Williams simple 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 or any of the other websites and that, that and that's Twitter about. and Instagram yeah. And yeah. you can also check out the Seven Hearts. Self, Through there. Yeah. And, and and check out the videos on YouTube. And Pam's got a lot of stuff going. So just check her out. You can see you can see her. Okay. Well, thank you for being with us um, and spent choosing your time with us. This podcast is supported by us, but we'd love to get your support too. Subscribe, give us a review, and help us bring our message to humanity. See you Have next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.